Dear listeners, welcome to the very first episode of our podcast, Further Together. My name is Vanessa Alves Ferreira, and I am a media officer at the International Cooperative Alliance, the ICA, the global apex organization established in 1895 that unites, represents, and serves cooperatives worldwide. Further Together is your rendezvous inside the cooperative model, its identity, and its difference. What should you know about cooperatives? It is an association of persons united voluntarily to meet their common socio-economic, cultural needs and aspirations through a jointly owned and democratically controlled enterprise. Cooperative enterprise have known to exist since as early as 1769. However, the first, with a set of established rules and accepted ethical values, can be said to have been created around mid 19th century. This includes the Equitable Society of Rochdale Pioneers in Manchester, England, in 1844. There are now roughly 3 million cooperatives worldwide, representing almost a billion individuals, and they are a source of income to 10% of the world's employed population. We are today at the melting pot of internationalism in Geneva, Switzerland. We are here to mark the 100 years of the International Labour Organization, the ILO, and to celebrate the new memorandum of understanding between the ICA and the ILO, signed by ICA's president Ariel Guargo and ILO's director general Guy Ryder, reaffirming vows of friendship and collaboration. In this episode, we meet with Anna Biondi, Deputy Director of the Bureau for Workers' Activities at the ILO, and Yun Sik Eun, Strategy and Statistics Coordinator at the ICA. Anna has an extensive experience in working with trade unions and labor rights, among other things. She has served the ILO as its Deputy Director of the Bureau for Workers' Activities for 10 years. Before, she was the Director of the International Trade Union Confederation, the ITUC, for four years and its Deputy Director for another six years. Yansik Um is a popular name in cooperative research circles. He currently serves as the Strategy and Statistics Coordinator at ICA, and as a data analyst to CICOPA, which is the ICA sectoral organization on industrial and service cooperatives, research and data analysis. He also staffs the ICA Committee on Cooperative Research and is one of the co-authors of Cooperatives in the World of Work that was launched during the ILO ICA Joint Conference in Geneva, 24th June. Today, we'll take the opportunity to discuss the long-lasting friendship between the ILO and the cooperative movement, which, as a matter of fact, also turns 100 years old. ILO's first director general, Mr. Albert Thomas, was indeed a cooperator and a champion of the cooperative enterprise model. Anna and Yunsik, what, in your opinion, are the markers and pillars of this friendship between the ICA and the ILO that predates even the United Nations? Thank you so much, Vanessa. Indeed, uh, you know, I must say that uh, it has been recalled, uh, I think, uh, both in the Memorandum of Understanding, but also before that Albert Thomas was also, you know, a member of the cooperative movement, and an ardent believer uh, of the importance of cooperatives. And uh, already ICA, from the beginning, uh, had uh, consultative status with the ILO. But I must say, and also, you know, it's um, widely known that already in 1920, the ILO is 
establish uh, a specific department to work uh, on cooperatives. So, you know, this shows, I would say, having worked in the labor movement, that uh, again, you know, the, uh, both the labor movement and the cooperative movement stem from the same idea of, uh, you know, justice, uh, social justice, and also fair conditions for workers and for communities at large. So I think that we have this very strong bond. Also, if you if you want, I can briefly recall both uh, Recommendation 127 that was adopted in 1966, that was the first uh, recommendation on cooperative that came to the ILO, but, and more dear to my heart, of course, uh, it's Recommendation 193 that was adopted in 2002. At the time, I was indeed, as you mentioned before, uh, I was working in the Secretariat of the Workers' Group, and I work a lot with Ibrahim Patel, that was the worker spokesperson for the recommendation that is now Minister for Economic Development in South Africa. But at the time, you know, the workers group played, uh, I would say, a leading role for the achievement of these standards. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, these are uh, major pillars. I hope that are believe uh, on both sides as major pillars of our collaboration. Yunsik? I just wanted to remind that the Honorable the, the Director of the Cooperative Unit, uh, Mr. Fouquet, who actually the, initiated the idea of the cooperative sector, because the, before the cooperatives have been recognized sectorally, like uh, agriculture cooperatives, the workers' cooperatives, they were, there was no concept of the cooperative sector in general. So Mr. Uh, Fouquet was one of the initiators to propose the cooperatives, although the, we are different families, we are in general the one family, and. Uh, have an important economic or social place in the world. So I think that he, he was the director of the cooperative unit in that, at the time. So in that way, uh, cooperative movement, we already have been organized among ourselves, but through AERO, uh, also the, through, uh, the, with AERO, we have been recognized as the real economic and social reality. And particularly these days, the, uh, in the UN system, the IRO is the privileged partner of the ICA, vis-à-vis uh, -vis the UN system to represent cooperatives. I think uh, we shared many things together. But one of the points I want to raise is that the social justice is really the key value of the IRO and also the cooperatives themselves. So I think that this common objective, common vision, uh, have been strengthening uh, the relationship between two uh, entities and we work together continuously in that line. And I want to also the remind that not only political recognition, but we also had many practical collaboration. Found that in the beginning of the 2000, there was a very big uh, project about the trade union and cooperatives. It was made, co-managed by uh, ICA and IRO to, uh, to see the, how the trade union can work with cooperatives and vice versa. And also that recently we have been working very hard to have uh, the status on cooperatives. The, it was uh, read by the IRO. So the last year we could have the guideline on concerning the statistics of cooperatives in the okay. International okay. Conference okay. of Labor Statistics. Mm -hmm. So this political cognition and the practical collaboration, it's really we have been making uh, our history. We are indeed witnessing history in the making. Last week, the ILO recognized cooperatives in the social and solidarity economy as important drivers of decent work generation in its centenary declaration on Monday, 24 June, as part of a joint conference, and a new memorandum of understanding was then signed. What, according to you, are the factors that led to the signing of the memorandum of understanding between the two organizations, and what does it actually mean for future collaborations? 
if I may, I will start from the uh, conference because I was part uh, indeed of the supporting team for the workers group in the declaration. And again, I must say with uh, pride that it was uh, the workers group that uh, inserted an amendment uh, in order to have the specific recognition of the language that you mentioned about cooperative and social and solidarity economy. But if indeed, as you say, you know, the, the paragraph continues in order to generate decent work, productive employment and improve living standards for all, which I think brings together all the elements that we were mentioning before, together also about the fact that cooperatives have this uh, holistic vision, if you want. And uh, um, and the, the fact that we speak about uh, the decent work agenda, it also means, uh, as you know, in the ILO, the decent work uh, is not only a, an economic issue, but uh, the four pillars of decent work include uh, employment, social protection, meaning uh, uh, social security and labor protection, social dialogue, and fundamental rights at work. So. All these pillars, I think, uh, needs to be part uh, of the of the new ways of working. I also think that it's uh, it's quite interesting that. Uh, this declaration addresses the transformative changes in the world of work and uh, and indeed you know i think uh, that it's quite interesting how the cooperative movement also has been looking at ways of transforming itself but uh, since you mentioned vanessa specifically the memorandum of understanding for me you know what i find it extremely interesting is uh, paragraph two of article two indeed uh, when uh, you spell out uh, you know, just uh, the different, uh, you know, the implementation of promotion of the recommendation, uh, but also, you know, how we uh, bring in uh, the full uh, um, UN policy coherence uh, and beyond. Uh, you were already mentioning how we work also as much as the ILO has the mandate. Uh, you have shown the, in these two days that uh, we can work uh, across the multilateral system. And if I may, you know, a theme that is very dear to my heart, that is the one of the global value chains. You know, unfortunately, the global value chains haven't been worked as much as I think they would need, but we need to think also uh, the addition of the cooperatives. Very often we just look at big, major multinational enterprises. I think that there is uh, the possibility for cooperatives to be really part of the picture in a positive way. Hey, Jansik, uh, what do you think led to this memorandum of understanding? I already Anna explained much about the contents. I just wanted to uh, remind that it's not uh, new. Actually, the IRO and ICA have been uh, making different kinds of MOU without the interruption. So we have been very strong. So the, the institutional relationship we have been developed. So the, the meaning of the, this uh, MOU is that not only this MOU, every MOU is that uh, first of all, it's uh, the result of the evaluation of the, what we have been doing. So the, when we the signed, it means that we have been working well, we are, we are satisfied with each other, and then the, so we each the, the step go forward. So when we have to the sign MOU, it means also that we have something to do together in future. We see something, the common objective and vision still we have to the world. So I think that this was the, again, the important, but also it have been always just reaffirm our relationship and to go forward together. 
Although the ICA Allogen Conference addressed the subject thoroughly, could you, for the information and curiosity of our listeners, spell out the main advantages of the cooperative model in the future of work? I started by saying that the cooperatives, by definition, it's the, the people-centered organization, people-centered business. In the day, we have to always consider the people worker, member, you know, all the people related to our activities. So we are, we are not working for the profit, maximizing our profit. It's more the reason of the, the existing cooperatives is that we need to solve problems that the people suffer from and then we need to the, deal with these things with people, not only money, but with people and for people. But I would say that uh, although cooperative by nature based on this model, we need to precisely the, see the different elements in the cooperatives about the work and employment because we have also members who are workers, like in worker cooperatives, or who are the farmer or individual the producers who are not actually working in cooperative, but they, are, they have their own working place. But they, uh, for them, the cooperative is very important tool to providing the different the facilities to their business. And uh, there are also the non-member employees. They are actually a very important part of a cooperative, but they are not so well known, not so well imprinted. So, you know, the, each element have their own the, uh, advantage, also problem and disadvantage. So we need to, uh, first of all, the, recognize this the diversity of the work and employment in cooperative. We are, uh, it's not a simple thing, it's not uh, just uh, the, something cooperative is good for employment work. It's not the case, I, I think so. We have sometimes many problems. For example, uh, we have been observing the conflict between members and employees because the employees, uh, they are a similar situation as the employees in other enterprises. And uh, the members are not always aware of that employee situation. So if they wanted to promote their uh, more the benefit, sometimes they hire the employees. It's uh, the kind of the problems as the, the private enterprise have. So the, I, I would not say that the cooperative is always good with, in this regard. Just one thing I I'm, I'm really the emphasize on this regard is that the role of cooperatives in the world of work and future work is that uh, we, are, we have been good employer, we have been good workers, but also we have been a very uh, important uh, laboratory to see when the uh, society changes and then the, uh, the work form uh, have been changing and people wanted to have the different form of work, how we can organize the work, then cooperative have been the, the very important tool realize this new idea and uh, in facing new challenges so uh, now we are observing that uh, the problem of the, the flexibility of the, the labor market and then we see more and more individual freelancers uh, and then the gig economy or uberization and uh, these challenges also the uh, push cooperatives to answer so we have been observing some interesting model like uh, freelancer cooperatives and uh, in Belgium we know that SMART, which is one of the very big uh, cooperatives, allowed the uh, freelancers to have better social protection and social security. And also the, in France there are some interesting models about uh, business and employment cooperatives, which also allow the individual uh, freelancers or producers to get together to have their social protection, but in keeping their own autonomy in their business. So it's very experimental, but it gives some important lesson to 
you know, to be institutionalized, to be diffused, to as the you know, new form of work and new way of the organizing work. So I think that the law of cooperatives should be recognized very differently in related to the work and employment. But I really see that this the role of the as laboratory needs to be more focused and then give more attention. Yosik, how in your opinion is the cooperative model more sustainable than others? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, the, the model itself uh, doesn't guarantee anything. No. The model can be used for better the purpose uh, or they cannot be used sufficiently. So I, I would say that uh, because the, we know that uh, many cooperatives are more sustainable, but other cooperatives are less sustainable or even the uh, fail very quickly. So it's not something, the cooperative model uh, is not uh, the magic stick, it's sure. But uh, I would say that two points. Uh, many people say that cooperatives are more sustainable than others compared to the, the same period of the year, uh, the three or five years after the creation, cooperatives uh, survive more. It's true, but because the process of the creating cooperative itself takes time. So there it's, it's very long, uh, also the very uh, very hard process. The different people get together to discuss the business model and then, you know, prepare many things to mobilize capital. So this process takes time, energy, hard. But when they create it, it means that they, uh, they already passed through the very important the stage of the create enterprise. In that sense, they are more sustainable. So if cooperative can be easily made, I think cooperative also will be easily failed because there is no the secret of success. The success is always based on effort and you know, work. And the, the cooperative model particularly requests that process in a way more uh, collective way and it's sometimes more complicated. But when we arrive at creating cooperatives, in, in that sense, cooperative model might be said more sustainable. It's not one of the things. And then this sustainability might be strengthened with some more institutional conditions which allow the cooperatives uh, the work better. And there are many you know, public policy or the legislation which support cooperatives. It's very important. Uh, one of these public policy or legislation, I, for example, I want to trace the example of the, the indivisible reserve. It means that the cooperative part of the surplus should be reinvested in cooperatives. And even when cooperatives would be the liquid, these parts cannot be distributed to members. So it means that some part of the, the cooperatives uh, wealth created by members would not belong to the members as common, as collective things. So sometimes some people say that this is very constrained for the business because the people want to get more money, but the, this institutional tool obliged the people not to get more money from the cooperatives. But in that way, this institutional tool allow cooperatives to focus more on their own value, principle and the business rather than you know, the making more money, opportunity approach. So in that way, cooperatives can be more sustainable because they, uh, they have the less uh, risk to be abused or corrupted. So this is uh, the other aspect of the sustainability of cooperative model. 
I strongly agree with Yung Tzu, the fact that, uh, um, you know, certainly, you know, I think the fact of uh, this collective uh, voice and action anyway brings together uh, even an element of prudence, you know, just you, you want to make sure that you will succeed, you know, while we have a lot of uh, push towards, you know, sometime now, oh, you need to have uh, micro enterprises, startups, uh, you are on your own, you can be rich soon and fast. I think that the cooperative model, as much as it wants to succeed, at least you know, it's always bringing in together, in the best case scenario, of course, you know, I don't want to say that all the time is, is wonderful, but this idea of together, you know, we can improve and we can have something together. And I must say, I mean, I don't know the statistics, but it seems to me that also with the financial crisis, I think the cooperative banks did better than others. Or, you know, it's like certainly for workers, the examples of the Impresa Recuperadas and the fact that the workers could come together and become master of their own future success, I think are examples of importance. You know, again, you need also the um, the conducive environment for for the cooperatives to thrive, and so for this reason, the, the importance of the legislation and so on. But certainly, I think that uh, it is very important this idea that uh, you know, just like let's move together, let's think of what we want to do, and uh, and even if it takes a little bit more time, but you you create a more solid basis for the future. I agree. Just I want to add one related issue that uh, many people say the business model. So that is there any specific business model for cooperatives? I think yes, because the, this dimension, like the, the collective and democratic uh, the participation, is very unique compared to other business model, and then it allows the cooperative have different kind of power, energy, and then uh, you know tools. It's the the secret of cooperative business model. There is no uh, nothing to you know the specific uh, secret to get more money or you know the productivity. It's more related to technology. Everybody can access. But really, the the core, the unique aspect of the cooperative business model is that we are working together. We are based on the participation of the stakeholders, and we manage these things in democratic way, which is really the unique in cooperative model, uh, which allowed our own the sustainability. How do you think the cooperative model furthers gender balance in the enterprise? I think that in your conference these days you have had a, a video message or a Skype uh, call with uh, Rima Nanavati of uh, Sewa in India and uh, I must say if you if the cooperative movement had an ambassador these years uh, in uh, in the ILO and also for the commission on the future of work that led then to the declaration the centenary declaration has been Rima you know because and of course all the sisters in Sewa because you know just like Uh, and many others, of course, but uh, you know, I must say that uh, Sewa is the uh, is the examples of when the labor movement also had a long discussion in itself to say, should we accept Sewa as part of the labor movement or it's something else? It's a cooperative. It's not. It's an NGO. What is it? You know. And so we had this discussion, and 
and the fact that these women together you know also brought a new uh, way of uh, uh, organizing you know i think it's extremely interesting and i must say that uh, one thing uh, that rima often said you know also she spoke about uh, the 100 miles uh, structure you know just re- making sure that uh, you know you uh, use and uh, cultivate and uh, and exchange trying to have a, a system where uh, you know your products uh, will be a products of proximity so also for women for everybody for families that you will have an economy that uh, tries to build on a hundred miles radius meaning that uh, you develop uh, your community this also uh, if you want the human center approach uh, we have seen also in other examples uh, both in Africa I used to following the the program Syndicop that was between Actrav the cooperative branch of the ILO in Eastern Africa you know where trade unions and cooperatives were working together many women's cooperatives you know just their own production and so also bringing together work and family responsibility but also an enormous uh, gender empowerment and women's empowerment in these uh, societies and so I really think that uh, you know if we look at the new uh, needs also in terms also of care in terms of uh, discussing also the way you want to build a different and more progressive world of work certainly the potential is there you know for cooperatives to address this. Just I want to say something uh, that as the value oriented organization cooperatives have uh, always a very important interest and you know, effort for improving gender equality it is sure the problem is that there is very few evidence we, we know very good best example like sewa or other the examples are reported but if i see the in terms of the statistic it's not obvious for example it's more related to to the economic activity, like the care or the service, women driven the sectors, but others like the farmer agriculture, it's more the farmers are uh, the men the driven the, the yeah. industries too. And then, uh, particularly, the, it was reported several times that in terms of the membership, the women can have more place. But it's not so usual that in the board, the, the governance body, the, yeah. like the board yeah. and or the presidency, the women's representation is not not so good always. So it's uh, one of the issues you have to you have to think. On the other hand, uh, sometimes the cooperatives emerge from the, the the sector or the activity which are not met by uh, private enterprise or state. Means sometimes the labor condition or the productivity is very low. And this area is often the, we found many uh, women workers. So it's not the important presence of the women are not itself the good because the, it also reflects that industry we uh, work in is not well the, developed. And uh, often the, this kind of the very uh, the low level, uh, low quality of the work or the, you know, very lower the salary is allocated to the women. I very much uh, agree with you because you know it's like we usually tend to give uh, the good examples but you pointed out I think uh, to one point that was a sour point also for the labor movement the fact that uh, you don't have women in the governance structure 
And, uh, you know, I would say probably, I don't know, you know, but also in your cooperatives, even including in Europe, you know, it's like if there are, uh, you know, affirmative actions in order to make sure that women share also uh, the, the, the position in governance points. So I think uh, ICA has, uh, you know, uh, one uh, among the, the different points, as we say, about uh, making sure to check uh, how it is, because the labor movement is going through this phase and they must say that it is changing slowly but it is changing the the you know the 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 presence of the labor movement and i think it should happen as you say you know when there is power we need to make sure that it is 50 50. now moving to another subject what do you think needs to be done for cooperatives to grow and attract more members especially youngsters and what do you think are the challenges First of all, although I'm working in JFC, I don't believe that cooperative model would be, uh, should be promoted uh, by everybody for every purpose. I don't think so. More important thing is that we need to, to or people need to understand and uh, analyze their situation, their problem more carefully, and then they have to analyze their, the options they have. And then at that stage, cooperative should be available. It is very important. So the cooperative is not just the uh, magic stick to be applied everywhere. But when people wanted to make something, and uh, at least the, they have to be aware that cooperative might be one option. And then when they think about the, the option, cooperative option, then they also need to think about the why and how, which model. Because cooperative is actually very various. There are the producer cooperative, consumer cooperative, or cooperative have their, their own uh, advantage or disadvantage. They are very strong in certain contexts, but are not always. So, the cooperative movement, we have to deliver the more precise message to people that cooperative is good, but it depends on the situation and uh, your uh, the analysis. It's not something if uh, you create cooperatives, you must be successful. It's not the case. It's you who have to analyze your situation, make options, together with your friend, the, the you know, colleagues, you can make cooperative as the better option for your things, it's your responsibility. So uh, I think that this should be messaged. Uh, so all this process, in all this process, the, the role of cooperative movement is government uh, is that uh, make the cooperative uh, as available option, more visible option, it's very important. And also the more attractive option for them, but not to promote as the tool to be uh, you know, the used by everyone for every purpose. It's, uh, we uh, have been observing that uh, it can make negative effect. And cooperatives can be created in, the, you know, in terms of number, the huge number of cooperatives, but all are very weak. And sometimes they violate the labor rights, abused. So then uh, they collapse, then uh, this country have very negative image of our cooperative. We had many cases. So uh, the, to be long-term sustainable model of uh, cooperatives, I think we uh, recommend the people to really, the, the people you yourself is the owner of your life, your work, your business, together with other friends. And then uh, you have to understand better and then analyze better to make cooperatives, then you can success. Yeah. Are there areas of work where you think it's not recommended to establish a cooperative? Personally, I it, personally it's advisable, but uh, no, because I have the advent, I know the advantage of cooperative model, and I love the, the the people 
who really the experienced cooperation cooperatives. But sometimes these days I found that uh, the idea of the cooperative also the sometimes social and solidarity economy. It's like uh, the trade, like commercialized the goods. And mm -hmm. some people say that it's good. And if you uh, buy this model, you succeed. So this kind of the argument really we need to avoid. That is the, the my point. So it's recommendable because I have a certain argument and reason, but it's not something to be promoted at all cost. Mm -hmm. So I want to make people be more responsible for their choice, and then uh, we can discuss to yeah, recommend the good model of cooperative rather than any cooperative, mm -hmm. any kind of cooperative. I imagine when you have, uh, you know, for example, a sector where you need. Uh, a lot uh, of uh, advance in terms of uh, support, uh, monetary support, you know, like research, you know, it's like, and you it could go on forever, you know, just like, I don't know if you can afford, because, you know, there is a, an element of risk, as, as, as he says, you know, just that you need to take also into consideration, you know, as much as you are prudent, you know, not always you can uh, avoid. But I, I would say, honestly, what it is important uh, is, is indeed to make sure that um, the, the um, cooperative model is not just used uh, in order, you know, as you said already, and I'm happy that you said, to circumvent, uh, uh, you know, certain things. I remember, and I'm, I want to hope that now these cases are solved, but uh, at the beginning when we adopted the, the recommendation, uh, immediately afterwards we spoke a lot about uh, the case of Colombia and the fake cooperatives, you know, where yellow unions were set up in order to avoid uh, indeed, you know, the employment relationship. So again, also on this one, it's very important that there are, as uh, in the recommendation, a strong uh, accent on the workers and, uh, you know, which are uh, the responsibility, but also the rights uh, of the workers. So I think that this is, this is something, but uh, I would say also, you know, also another thing, and uh, again, I'm glad that you mentioned because uh, I'm Italian and honestly, last in the last years, we have seen quite a bit of uh, scandals linked to cooperatives and the wrong use of cooperatives in order also to weaken, for example, uh, public services and quality public services. Again, the cooperative movement, uh, the genuine cooperative movement want to work together with quality public services. So I think that uh, to me, it's very important not to, uh, you know, just sugarcoat it, the, the, the discourse about cooperatives, oh, this is the world of beauty, but it is, uh, honestly, a, a, the possibility of a, a very good model. I personally think that it's also very important in this moment uh, you were mentioning before, uh, uh, you know, very, you know, the, the break of the employment relationship, all the workers that are left alone with uh, no warranties and uh, no employment relationship, no wages. So I think anyway, it is a way of saying, let's rethink also for the new forms of work, you know, it's like, how can we deal with it? You know, usually our idea of the cooperative is we are all in together, we are in the field, and we, we know, you know, I know what you take, uh, if you take the bottle of wine or not. <laughs> now we have workers everywhere working from their computers, but still, you know, let's think about uh, creating anyway a social, uh, a social community and then also a sharing of responsibility, including in order to ask, and that's why I was mentioning the global value chain, to, you know, larger enterprises that have uh, the upper hand to have 
have uh, good working condition. The worker alone, again, which uh, you know, it's a lesson of the labor movement, but also of the uh, cooperative movement. You know, doesn't win much. Together, we win more. Just one one point I want to add is that. As I mentioned, the freelance cooperative in Belgium, the smart. I, I love that model. It's very, very nice, successful model and it was very innovative. But uh, I also promote this model in many countries. But when I say about that, I always said in condition that because the smart model could be successful thanks to the specific institutional environment uh, they have. So the, in combination with the institutional the condition, they could make the new possibility for the freelancers to better the social security. If not, it might be also the abuse in the different contexts. So it's very important to uh, see the cooperatives in their context, not only the you know, single out that this as one of the, as I mentioned, the majestic, it's not the case. It can be majestic if they are in the appropriate conditions. So we need to uh, analyze and when we promote cooperative model, it also does something uh, like with the trade union. So if we see the how, what would be the trade union's role and the government role and the what, what should be the internal environment, then cooperative model might be better suited to the, deal with the different problem and the issues. Our podcast is now reaching the end of its episode. I would like to ask you both to tell our listeners what you think everyone should know about cooperatives. Well, let me say two things, you know, three things. The first one, I would say that what I would ask you more, because we included in the, in the declaration the reference to cooperative and social and solidarity economy. I know you have already worked, including with uh, Simele Zim, the head of uh, Co-op here in Geneva, and Bruno Rolands of uh, ICA, but I think this idea of social and solidarity economy needs to be, you know, better expanded, better known, better understood. So I think this is a, a road of work. Then two quick things. One is that uh, I often say that when I started working, I was asked by the cooperative movement if I would go to work there and then I chose the trade union. So in my heart, I always have the two, you know, and I want to succeed. And then I would like to finish with, uh, you know, something from indeed the uh, recommendation 193 when we say For the purpose of this recommendation, the term cooperative means an autonomous association of persons united voluntarily to meet their common economic, social and cultural needs and aspirations through a jointly owned and democratically controlled enterprise. I think it's beautiful because there is a, not only the economic, there is the social, but also the cultural needs. And I think it's really beautiful and it is the essence of why, you know, I think cooperatives is a, is a wonderful model and the model to be promoted. It is in fact the definition of a cooperative Exactly. you just read. Exactly. Yeah. So I would say that now I've been working with cooperatives, I found that cooperative might be expressed in three different the image. One is the cooperative is the community for the member or worker member working together. The cooperative is their house, so their home working together and family like. So It, it has been very important role for the people who really are in difficult situation to make cooperatives because it's their, their community. Secondly, the cooperatives also the tools. So whenever the people wanted to do something better with others, 
but it might be used too. We don't need to think the community. If you just join cooperatives to have better service, you know, it's it's good. I think it's very the important uh, role we need to recognize. The third one is that the cooperatives also the uh, laboratory. And then I love that, that this image because the cooperative have very strong uh, the sector in the many economic sectors. So they have the, they represent very important the economic reality. But uh, they became important because the, at the beginning they were always the laboratory. The society is changing, people have problem, and then the, they wanted to make the different way of solution, just like in the laboratory. And then it became more and more reality and institutionalized, and sometimes the big uh, organization. So today we have the problem is in facing the, the future of work, very different kind of work, and the young generation have the. You know, the different opportunity than their father generation to have the different the classic of those uh, classic form of jobs. So I see that the role of cooperative in the future world is uh, how we can uh, combine you know individuals autonomy and the feeling of the you know self uh, sufficiency, but also the, the feeling of working together and social security and the usefulness, the you know, sense of usefulness in the society. But this, the things should not be confined in the traditional model of the work. Employees or self-employed or the employer. Now the, each of us have the different uh, the time of the life. Like sometimes I'm an employee, but also I want to develop my own business. And you know, how we can uh, make these different dynamics to make more secured place uh, in our workplace. It would be very complicated, but we need to be uh, innovative and cooperative might be very good uh, laboratory to test it. If I may add to this, uh, one other element that came out in this declaration of the Centenary Declaration is the ecological dimension, which honestly, let's face this, you know, before, non, uh, I mean, it was partially taken care, but we didn't think as much of this. It was a group only and I think also on this one the cooperative model has the potential exactly because it's a bit around the community about the being together you want to make sure that you have a sustainable also not only workplace but uh, you know society at large so good luck ICA and just the last point because the I also want to emphasize the, the catalyst of the participation is now changing because I read some the books the just mentioned that uh, previously the sense of the belonging is like the stamp. So we we put somewhere, we stick to them. So it's difficult to the detach. But now the the way of the participation is more they say the the hosted style. So we we belong to some organization or the community. But I don't like all the I I want to do something more. I just put down and put again in another place. Means that now the owner of the my engagement is myself, not organization. So it need it requests us to think about the different model of the participation, democracy, and the, the governance. So uh, I found that many cases, particularly for young people, the way of the uh, the participation in democratic process is different. And then cooperatives are not yet uh, well ready to change to accept this different trend. And so this is the, the issue inside the cooperative movement, mm -hmm. how we can so the have the, yeah, our own the governance or the participation culture to answer this change. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is one thing also we need to uh, think. And uh, I, I know that uh, I heard several times trade union have same yeah. difficulties. 
to attract young people, mm-hmm. so I think that as the more so political fun. organizations, yeah. we need to also think about these challenges. <laughs> Thank you very much, Anna and Yunsi. Cooperatives are witnessing an important moment in their history, and it was a pleasure to launch our first episode themed on decent work. One of our future episodes will be prepared during our next global conference on cooperatives for development, which will be organized in collaboration with the government of Rwanda in Kigali. Yunsik will see you there, and Anna would love for you to come. Well, I'm ready, you know. <laughs> anyway, sometime we will come at least to Brussels. <laughs> we thank you for listening in. Spread this episode with your friends and all those you think can benefit from the discussions with Anna and Yunsik. We'll catch up before Kigali. Stay put.